everyone, you're listening to Raga Talks, I'm your host Raga and we're back with a new episode and this is part of, of a series called Educational Documentaries. Sorry, I just named it on the spot. <laughs> but um, in, in, in these set of episodes, what I'm trying to do is review some very good educational documentaries I'm watching during my summer holidays and I thought maybe I, should, I shouldn't just, you know, watch them and leave them, I should probably reflect more on them. So here we are and uh, whilst I'm waiting for my results and my trip to India, I am gonna do, I'm, I'm watching all these different documentaries and they're all, I'd say they're not very entertainment based, um, they're kind of, hmm, they're kind of educational I'd say in a way, so excuse me for selecting a boring topic but as our podcast is primarily based on education it's kind of geeky and nerdy <laughs> so without delay let's get into the episode so the first educational documentary that i chose was daughters of destiny um it isn't technical i'd say it's, it's not technical it's more about it's more around education and things people do to get an education so getting into the episode um this documentary is based on Shanti Bhavan. It revolves around Shanti Bhavan, which is a school, um, which is a, what I'd say is, it's a boarding school. Yeah, it's kind of like a boarding school, which was founded by Dr. George. So Dr. George is an Indian. Shanti Bhavan is, is somewhere in South India. I'm not very sure of the location, but it's somewhere in Tamil Nadu. And it's by Dr. George. Um, he kind of, he's an NRI, me, meaning, um, an overseas citizen but he's come back from the US in the late 1980s or 1990s and he's put this up and the great thing about this is you might be like oh Raga what's okay boarding school in Tamil Nadu what, what, what is the big thing but the thing is this boarding school is free of cost and they kind of select the poorest of the poor people um, and they get them and they educate them um, for for like 16 years of their life or something and they also kind of fund their college fees um as well and their hostel fees so it is i think it is a great missionary to to probably be at for these kind of students who cannot afford um a meal if they don't work a day so uh when i say poor i mean to say that these people have no backups they've got they've literally got nothing and if example if their parents didn't work or they didn't work for a day they'd probably not be eating that day um and the aim of this institution is to get people out of poverty in india uh, which is a developing country in southeast asia is it in the southeast i just said that i just waffled and i'm just like okay excuse me if it's not in southeast but we all know where india is um so their aim was to get people out of poor poverty and in general what garnements do is they look at short-term consequences so when you say you need to get people out of being poor you say well we're gonna give them more job but dr george i think i love the way he thinks honestly he, he told himself okay jobs you, you're giving people these jobs but I think this is kind of like the fact the more you invest on your education and the um, longer you go the kind of the higher salary you get in some kind of situations uh, for most of the people um, so and he was like if these people are getting more jobs that's fine but that but necessarily they're not earning more because they they're not getting the education and especially for these kind of people who cannot afford to actually have um, um, 
you know, a proper education. And if given the chance to work, they'd probably choose to work instead. And obviously, government schools are doing no good. And in this case, then they're not going to be left with any choice to actually have an education. And that's when Dr. George in, intervenes. And what he does is he picks one child from each family, only one child because of the financial constraints. And he takes them into his boarding school from the age of four and sends them home only twice a year. Um, and that, that's how the journey starts. Uh, in Shanti Bhavan, when they're four years old, they get, <clears throat> they kind of grow up in Shanti Bhavan having this really good education that many public schools, sorry, many private schools in India offer, which um, according to Dr. George, government schools don't. And they they grow up like that. And at the and when, they, when they're around like 17, 18, university go engage, they do these competitive tests and they get into unis and uh, Shanti Bhavan f- f- um, funds them again. So, <clears throat> This whole process, I'm, I'm not going to lie, but I, when I saw Dr. George doing all this, it kind of, I, I felt so internally happy and so glad that there's someone who thinks like this and who has such a missionary. Um, also, this place has volunteers from all across the globe. Um, they've got people from Europe, people from the US, people from India who would like to volunteer as teachers who come in and teach and things like that. So it's all, it's, it's all such a great place. Um, I'm coming to the situation of students. I think, you know, if if you're in a household of like four children and you're the only person who's getting selected and you go because somehow your parents decided at the age of four that you're probably smarter than the rest of your siblings, it is kind of often an unfair advantage. And when you go home twice in a year, as I've mentioned before, you kind of see how your siblings need to work every day for the daily wage whereas on the other hand you're getting an education and you kind of know you're going to grow to be a bit more successful than them because they like earn more I'd not say successful exactly or earn more because um obviously on one hand you're having a good life you're you're getting this fabulous education of Shanti Bhavan and you're getting uh, you're getting to do extracurricular activities unlike your siblings who are being forced into work at such a young age probably around your age so it, it's kind of evident when you go back home you see your siblings uh be a bit envious be a bit jealous of you um and i've, I've kind of seen situations in the documentary that have shown that and it's, it's kind of so sad even thinking from the siblings perspective um when you when you watch the documentary you you might initially be like what why is the why is the other sibling being so um rude or anything but if you think from their perspective they're kind of giving away their future for the other siblings uh education because if in the, in the okay getting getting all this straight i need to start waffling so getting into a poor family uh, i think every child is like an investment for them every child is someone who's going to bring back returns because they do not have a staple food enough for for the for the next day um if they don't in that case then they're probably going to send every child to work and sending away a child to boarding school means that they're losing a wage a certain amount of wage every day um so in that sense the other the other sibling is kind of forced to work and they're not getting good a, a good of an education as the other sibling is so envy does exist and um i've i, I think it, it is a very emotional documentary i personally think another thing that i've also observed is that most of the kids have 
no options. I mean, they do. They do have certainly the options of becoming a doctor or an engineer um, and things like that. But they don't have... Example, there was the story of a girl who wanted to become a singer, a full-fledged singer. She didn't want to do anything else. But it wasn't possible for the institution to actually fund her because they didn't recognise it to be... um, I'd say a stable a stable income generating thing because according to the institution what the, the main aim of their institution is not to educate this these children it's to get families out of poverty so example if this girl becomes a singer she does good for herself but if she's not earning enough then it, it's it's not possible that she's going to get her family out of poverty and not only their family but as many families as possible so i think the the aim is clear but at the same time when, when these kids grow up to understand they can't they can't make the choice to actually have their own career path it kind of gets a bit scary um also one of the things that i've observed is the constant fear that runs in the ki- in, in the kids because wait I need to find this. Um, so Dr. George has a son who also works for this um, Shanti Bowen. And he said this, growing up in America from an upper middle class family, there is a sense of of like we can experiment with anything. And if we fail, it's OK. But that's not the but that's not the case for them. If they fa- fail, they have no health care. They have no safety net. If they don't achieve excellence, they will get crushed by and a cruel unfair world which is kind of the truth for them because example if anyone um if any middle class or an upper middle class or any other person from that if they wanted to take 10 days away and have a good thing probably they can they can have that choice but i don't think these people have these kids have that choice to actually have a rethink about their career choices or or take experiments because um it's it's they're in a very risky position because they as in the in the words that george's son has said they have no safety net um which kind of made me realize how volatile they are at the old times and they've also expressed their uh, expressed the kind of pressure that they were going through throughout the um, series they were just like okay if we don't make it here it's like the end um it's because no one's going to fund us for an extra year of studying well but saying that, I think Shanti Bowen did fund them for an extra year of education. But it's it's kind of like you can't just drop out of things because they don't have a safety net, if that makes sense. Sorry, I'm just waffling again. Um, and the other thing is they've kind of when they when they grow up and they get into these elite educational institutions and everything's going fine, um, people sometimes many of these elite educational systems i bet don't have people from these backgrounds unless like they're from shanty bhavan or they're exceptional because it's very hard for people from these backgrounds to fight all the odds and get into that institution and few of these kids who were lucky enough to get into shanty bhavan and who've studied hard toiled hard for days and gone into these institutions from shanty bhavan and other schools like like these um many of those kids do not empathize with them and i do not blame the other ones either they i i I probably think they do sympathize but i don't necessarily think they are in a position to empathize because they don't see many people like this there and the kind of struggles that they i mean the series also portrays the kind of struggles that they face in the outside world dealing with casteism the other thing is the other thing is coming to the main point it's called daughters of destiny because they are girls so every time i've i've seen 
after a certain age probably from 14 or 15 every time these girls went home um there was always this talk about marriage and about um obviously the parents were dead supportive and that is the reason why they were sent to shantyvon in the first place but there were always these annoying relatives that would kept on kept on they would keep sorry they would keep on asking them when they would get married or things like that which kind of you know when you think about it you're just like they're just words but in in actual sense when you see things happening they do kind of play a sub they subconsciously do play an effect on how you're performing at school and when you come back as shanti bhavan they've in, in the words from the the people who've been in the documentary themselves they've 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 been in this closed environment where everyone was equal everything was fine it was it was all like very educated literate people but when they came out and they had to meet the realities of their families and how they lived and how they thought and these kids were also untouchables on the other hand so if you don't know what untouchables is so um in a few parts of india they still follow this uh thing called hierarchy um casteism so they kind of group people into castes and the lowest castes i suppose are called untouchables and they're kind of treated in a very bad way um which is very much i think is still present in few parts of india and probably mostly in rural areas because you kind of aware of their family background more than you would do in urban areas um so they're kind of you know they have to deal with casteism which was not present in shanti bhavan and this is the whole journey and the best part about these series are that you get to see what happens in their lives from 2011 to 2017 because they've shot them so like long um but the great thing about shanti bhavan it is it helps to break the cycle so as i was mentioning at the start it kind of help, it, it kind of starts off its aim is to break the cycle of poverty and not being educated um and in the words of the founder he said that you have to to the people of it being education shanti bhavan you have to carry 100 others with you and i'll be very upset in my lifetime if i find that you are living happily and you want the next big thing in life example a bigger house um or like more social life that in that sense that will mean that i'd fail because he wants them to become like him and find more schools help shanti bhavan grow because it's it, it's only one school that's present that's been doing all this um also he says adding to that kids have to look look past their individual desires for their communities and families to uplift them um and i'd like to say this is a must watch it kind of starts off as um it but well, honestly i'd say in my honest opinion it kind of started off slow so i wasn't sure at the start having a very short attention span i was just like okay raga would you want to continue watching this because it wasn't i i feel like dots of destiny isn't a widely discussed series probably because it was released in 2017 before netflix actually became mainstream but but but, but i'd say do watch it. it kind of makes you realize the importance of getting an education because you see people your age just struggle for that and i think it is a great thing um and at the end george says dr george says shanti bhavan kid sitting on my chair um that's when i'll be proud so he wants more of these calls and things if you do have the time do check out shanti bhavan and um it's kind of things maybe you might get to volunteer if you're eligible enough to do so and i think it's it's a wonderful place um wonderful children wonderful environment hope more schools like that will develop and yeah kudos to that we've finally completed this episode i've talked for 16 minutes straight <laughs> just fine
funny enough but um kudos to you if you're listening for so long thank you so much for listening to this episode and i will be back with another episode next week see you soon love you all bye